put the action into transaction. Don't just be next level. Be on a whole other level. Do business with Vox. Get Vox Fiber to your business starting from 2,499 Rand per month. Level up your experience with uncapped calling, hardware rental, IT solutions and over 160 other products to enhance your business. Work smart. Level up with Vox. Visit vox.co.za to view our range. T's and C's apply. Well, how's it, Rehat? How are you doing? How's it, Duncan? Can you see me behind this virtual bottle? I don't know, it kind of blends in with the background. <laughs> Modern technology. What are you having there today? Uh, this is actually a collab between Mad Giant and Jack Black down the Cape. So a proper Joburg oh, nice. and Cape Town collab, a Pell L. It's pretty tasty, I'm not going to lie. But I do still prefer a Mad Giant's um, Killer Hop IP, um, their, their Pell L, which is pretty nice. Okay. So this is a new one, is it? Yeah, it's a collab, so like a limited edition. Probably yeah. use like just mix some recipes up and yeah, yeah. come up with something decent. Oops, got some feedback from YouTube there. Uh, <laughs> so, um, uh, are you um, you only you only drink uh, limited edition stuff anyway? So, I mean, if it comes out, you have to try it, right? Yeah. But like sure. I said, this is this is nice. Not not a bad beer at all. Yeah. Um, but I do prefer Mad Giant's um, their own Pal Al, which is mm. quite nice and fruity. Yeah. So um, we've got a nice background behind us here, but uh, um, it belies the fact that uh, all around me right now is complete chaos. As this office gets redone, I've got I'm looking at a painter right right behind my computer here. So a painter, <laughs> a painter. There's someone painting right here. So um, it's amazing. Well, that's that's it's, terrible. Huh? It's amazing what a green screen can do. <laughs> <laughs> it could be anywhere. It could be anywhere. Are you but, painting green paint by any chance? I'm thinking of doing that actually, uh, but um, I don't know how practical that is. I don't your know how practical works, it is. Your, your screen works well enough. That's the screen works well. But up. if I did a whole wall in green, it could do stand up and uh, all sorts of interesting stuff, right? But these walls are big enough for stand up. Uh, maybe not. No, probably, I don't think so. Might be just. But I mean, are you talking about a wall from uh, uh, painting the wall from floor to ceiling? Floor to ceiling, yes. Oh, okay. Well, that yeah. could work then if you're doing yeah. stand-up kind of news anchor. I'm standing here in the storm, Rehart. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you have some <laughs> effects outside. I can be standing on top of the Drakensberg and uh, the wind can be blowing through my hair, my hair and I'll have a big fan on the floor, of course. You and must we'll do yourself a favor. I think I may have sent you a link before, but go see what Dr. Disrespect, um, he's a game streamer on YouTube, go see, or on Twitch and YouTube. Go see what he does with his green screen. He's yeah. got these montages that he goes between when he rants or when he talks or whatever. And he's quite quite good with it. Yeah, um, you can do amazing stuff with it. I'll definitely have a look. What's his name? Uh, Dr. Disrespect. Dr. Disrespect. I'll definitely have Quite a that. funny oak, yeah. I mean, but you know, if, if, you, if you just manipulate the images correctly, you can mm. put yourself anywhere quite quickly. And you've yeah. got the board to just press the buttons, right? Technology. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> little remote oh, yeah. control. Press a button and I'm on top of Everest. Press another button and I'm in New York City. <laughs> hey, Martin, thanks for joining us. He's, uh, Martin says the paint fumes are getting me high. Uh, what are you saying, Martin? Um, going to be an interesting podcast in that case. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, can't smell any paint right now. Because um, you're high, Duncan. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> once you get once you get to that point where it hits you, you know it's yeah it becomes part of breathing. Yeah, I'm very glad for uh, observant viewers of the show that I'm no longer wearing my um, what do you call this thing a, a splint on my arm. Oh it came, yeah, came off this week, so I'm very pleased to have my Garmin back on. Can you do this? 
um, slowly. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit sore, but uh, yeah, broken wrist for four months. It wasn't so fun. Oh, typing wise, must be must 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 be nice to have it uh, a bit better now. A bit better, yeah, yeah. Whoopsie, knocked my uh, microphone. Right, uh, yeah, that's enough banter for one show. I think let's. Uh, should we get this show on the road, Rehart? Just three we year now. We may as well, eh? We may as well. There's nothing else to do on a Sunday afternoon, right? <laughs> I'm Duncan McLeod. And I'm Rehart Sinneberg. This is Talk Central, episode 271 for the week starting 15 September 2019. Talk Central is brought to you by Tech Central. Join our YouTube stream live on Sundays from about 1 p.m. And please hit that subscribe button. On Talk Central this week, Blue Label's upcoming results and what we can expect them to say about Cell C. Also on the show this week, Apple's new iPhones and Apple Arcade and Apple TV, plus USB 4 is coming, and there's news on the new Microsoft Simulator. Oh, yes. Flight Simulator. I can't wait to talk about that. Well spotted, Rechard. I can't believe I didn't pick that up. Uh, Flight Sim fans, you're going to want to stick around for this podcast. It is Sunday afternoon. We are live streaming on YouTube, and it's time, of course, to talk about everything technology. How's it, Rehart? How's it, Duncan? Good, thanks. Let's do our quiz. The first question. Vox's Frog Food Networks this week said it was buying the network assets and customers of which fiber broadband provider? And scientists, quite excitingly, have discovered water on a potentially habitable planet. Um, they're calling it a super Earth. It's 110 light years away, so we're not just going to hop on a spaceship okay. and go there. Uh, what is the planet called? The third question, who this week said Facebook's Libra cryptocurrency would not be allowed to be developed on European soil? And this week, two U.S. companies had market caps above a trillion dollars for the first time. Uh, and at the same time, uh, which companies are they? And for a million points, Apple this week announced... Trillion three points. <laughs> <laughs> Don't disvalue the points, uh, devalue the points now. A trillion zim points. <laughs> Apple this week announced three new iPhones. What are they called? Nice easy question to end the quiz this week, and we'll of course be talking about those iPhones uh, shortly. But um, Blue Label and Cell C, uh, the Blue Label results are going to be coming out um, in uh, just over a week and a half's time, and I think it's going to be one of the most interesting set of results we've seen from a JSE-listed company in some time. Uh, they delayed them, of course, from late August when they normally publish their results uh, to uh, the 26th of September, which I think is a Thursday. Uh, and they did this on the back of a possible um, revaluation of their 45% stake in Cell C. And we all know the troubles that Cell C has been going through in the last little while. Um, they've been, uh, they've had their debt downgraded. Uh, they, uh, there's talk of them possibly not pay, paying suppliers. We know that they didn't pay MTN for the roaming agreement or didn't pay them on time. That roaming agreement is being renegotiated. So there's a lot, a hell of a lot going on behind the scenes. There's talk of a recapitalization of Cell C being led by Jonathan Bear's Buffett Consortium. So hopefully we're going to get details on all of that um, in uh, just less than two weeks from now. Um, but uh, this is um, it's, this is it. It's down to the wire for Cell C. Uh, um, there's clearly a lot of stuff happening behind the scenes to try and save this company. Um, and Blue Label is obviously very closely involved in, in all of that. Uh, I would expect through any re recapitalization that Blue Label shareholding in Cell C is going to be reduced quite significantly with the new shareholder or shareholders coming on board. Uh, we know that uh, Telcom has said that they're no longer interested in buying um, 
cell C, um, whether they'll come to the table again, who knows, maybe if there's, you know, if the pot is sweetened or it, it makes sense uh, to them, maybe they'll return to the table. Um, but uh, it's crunch time for cell C. This is it. In two weeks, we're going to know what their game plan is and what they how they intend to survive. It's uh, It's interesting times. Yeah, interesting and potentially, yeah, devastating, right? I mean, I'm a very happy Celsi Fiber customer, and I'm sure that will be affected by this. Are you still on Celsi Fiber? How, how are you finding it? Oh, yeah, I've never had a, to be honest with you, I've never had a problem with it. Uh, through, okay. but the other day, I had uh, double my, my speed coming down when I was downloading some stuff. So Double your speed? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm a 50 meg line, and it came down in 100 megs, so... Oh, okay. I shouldn't That's be nice. saying it. I hope nobody notices. No. Anyone I don't know. From I, it does happen from time to time. I don't know. It's, yeah. it's the first time I've seen it. But yeah. um, sometimes it goes up to about 60. But anyway, we digress. Sometimes I've seen that as well, actually. I um, I did a speed. I did, when, occasionally, when I do a speed test, I'll, I mean, I've got a 200 megabit per second symmetrical line. Mm-hmm. And sometimes on the uplink, I'll see 300 megabits, megabits being reported in, uh, in speed test. And I, I just assumed it's an error on speed test part. Yeah, I think it's the way the software works. I'm, I'm completely talking without any kind of knowledge of this. But I would understand, I, w- I would imagine the software works that it's throttling, it's a software throttle, right? So yeah. um, depending on how a packet gets pushed through, I don't know, sometimes the software might just, uh, you know, just give you, I don't know, it might not recognize certain yeah. packets or maybe the speed that it's being pushed at, I don't know, it's maybe pushed yeah. a bit faster. Yeah. Doesn't happen from local servers, so I've only seen it when I download. Uh, what oh, was I downloading? I was downloading Adobe software or something like that, and I just saw my um, download spike. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Speaking from of official that, service, by the way, not from Torrent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're, not, we're not far, by the way. Speaking of Adobe, from uh, the next Creative uh, Cloud Suite release, um, that should be coming out mm. in uh, early November. And we should also be seeing uh, the release of uh, Photoshop for iPad around the same time. So that should be about six weeks away from now. Are you still using an iPad? Isn't that old technology? <laughs> <laughs> How's your pro treating you still? I mean, that thing must oh, be... I love it. I love it. It's beautiful. Nice, nice thing to carry around for that type of product, uh, for that yeah. type of uh, software. For sure. That's a beautiful device. But looking forward to playing with uh, Photoshop for the iPad. Um, and uh, of course, the the new release. It's always exciting around this time of the year when it comes out. Mm. Um, although I thought this year's release was a bit incremental. Um, I think they focused most of their attention on that video editing software, uh, the sort of basic version of uh, Premiere Pro. What is it called? Final Cut. Oh no, that's the Apple product. Um, so are you talking uh, about Adobe Rush? Oh, Adobe Rush. Yes, yeah, sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, have you used Rush? Do you use it at all? No, I'm a Premiere Pro user. I love Premiere yeah. Pro. So yeah, I just I, I find yeah. I mean, if I do editing, I just Mm. To use that, even if it's simple mobile edits, but uh, yes. I need to I need to kind of explore more of that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Actually, actually, now that uh, we're talking about Premiere Pro, just jog my memory. Uh, Martin, who's in the chat room, actually introduced me uh, b- between shows uh, over the last two weeks to uh, something called DaVinci Resolve, uh, which is free to use software. There is a, a pro version which you pay for, but um, the, the basic version is is pretty full featured. And it looks pretty powerful. I haven't had a chance to to really sit down with it yet and try and edit some 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 video software. But I was reading a couple of reviews about DaVinci Resolve on online, and it looks mm. like it's comparable to uh, to Adobe Premiere Pro in terms of feature set. And look, if you're going for, I mean, you're going for a free version, right? You're not paying for that software yeah. suite. Yeah. If you're going for a free version, then definitely. I don't know what the limitation is. I think it's maybe 4K output, if I'm not mistaken, on DaVinci. Is you it 4K output? I thought I, I thought it was think. just a couple. Okay. I don't know. I, 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 there's a few suites that have various limitations. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's a fantastic suite. I mean, a lot of uh, kind of 
big budget movies have been edited in that. So yes. it's certainly capable of that. Yeah. But I'm a loyalist and, and you know, I don't like to learn too many new pieces of software. You know, I, I kind of need to try and get really good at one piece, especially if you start doing advanced work. And I mm. find it's Adobe, you know, for all its problems with updates and features and things over the years, um, it's it's still very stable and it is great software. It, it works within my suite of everything I need. Yeah. So, I, you know, I work with Illustrator and Photoshop all the time. Yeah. Uh, it's just easy to, to, to work within that. And I know I don't have file format issues. And yeah, yeah. It's brilliant software, very expensive software, but it's very good. Look, I mean, I'm paying for it already because it's part of my job, right? But I can imagine if you're a new user and you're kind of coming into this, you know, unless you're going for that single product purchase that they offer, I would definitely go for the likes of DaVinci Resolve to start editing. I mean, without a doubt, I wouldn't, especially if you're just starting off. But I mean, if you start making money, then you can justify, you know, this expense every month because the tools do, you know, make your life a lot easier. Yeah, that's true. but yeah, if, if I just needed Photoshop and nothing else in the creative suite, I'd probably just pay for Photoshop and then use mm-hmm. DaVinci Resolve. But I use Audition, I use Photoshop, I use Lightroom. Um, and Lightroom is so fantastic. I mean, it is good, yeah. I'm finding I, I, I'm, Photoshop I'm using a lot more for a lot of crazy things, which is, and then I put it into other uh, Premiere Pro. Um, or I would extract something for, I would edit a photo in Lightroom first and then do something crazy in Photoshop and then mm. put it into a video, which I love that workflow. Yeah. Especially once you kind of master your own, you know, tricks, uh, tips and tricks that you kind of make the job a bit easier. Yeah. Um, but yeah, without Photoshop, with yeah, life will be a lot more difficult, I would say. Yeah. The video editing, yeah, you can still mess around with it, I guess. I tried using the GIMP for a while as an alternative to Photoshop mm-hmm. and I just gave up. I threw my hands up in horror. Um, I think I think once you, you uh, if you can master the GIMP, then I'm sure it's it's powerful. But I just couldn't get my head around it. <laughs> yeah, again, it's powerful software. And if you don't mm. want to pay for something and you learn it, and you kind of mm. it can do a lot of things. But you, you know, you you're paying for a lot of ease of access and ease powerful tools, ease of use. Sorry, mm. and the tools within that. I mean, I, I often think of the uh, what was that that tool that we always use? Um, full auto full um, content away content away full. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it still has its flaws, but I mean, it's saved so many hours of doing yeah. other work, you know. It has. Uh, it does. I use it all the time. Of, you know, trying yeah. to blend certain things. It's yeah. beautiful. It makes you a bit lazy as well, but uh, I um, I use content aware full five, six times a day. Mm. You look for, for stuff that publishes on the web. It, it's a fantastic mm. tool. Once you do Quick stuff on print, it's, yeah, you want to kind of be more careful with how you use it because yeah. if you blow it up, it becomes a little bit more evident. But yeah. No, it's a useful tool if you if you use it directly. It's just like magic. Um, if anyone hasn't listening to the show, watching the show, hasn't used Photoshop's content-aware full feature, it is absolutely amazing. You just draw a, um, a line around whatever it is that you want to, um, how would I describe it, extract or, or remove from an image. Um, it does more than that, but um, let's, say there's a, let's say there's a couple of birds in the sky uh, in a photograph you've taken and uh, you don't like birds, so you want to take the birds out, you just draw a... You just draw mm. a line around them. It can be any shape, square, whatever. And you hit the content-aware fill button. I think it shifts backspace on the keyboard. Uh, and um, and it just gets rid of it, and it fills in the background. Very clever. Yeah, it's, fun, it, yeah, it's beautiful the way it works. And it's, it's I mean, it's, if, we've, if you've been, I mean, I've been using it since the first version, and, I, and it's, it's, it's evolved quite a bit. It's much cleverer now. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's fantastic. It's a fantastic feature. And if you get, if you spend some time getting to know Photoshop, <laughs> there's an insane amount of things yeah. you can do with it. I do. I've I've just stumbled into design over the last few years, and now that I've kind of self-taught myself, well, self-taught a lot of things. 
mock-ups, product mock-ups, you know, stuff that mm. you know, kind of businesses that I work with want. If you master something like Photoshop, there's a lot of things you can do, you know. For them, if people just want to see something visually, whatever it is, uh, you can mock it up. And you just use elements that you can get for free or you pay for on the web. Um, and you can virtually really get anything done. It's fantastic. Mm. I love it. I absolutely love That's it. That's incredible software. And I think you could spend years learning Photoshop and still not... Uh, you know, you're still going to be scratching the surface in some respects. Every year I say I'm going to learn. I want to learn more of the suite. I want to go through my Udemy course. Hopefully this year I'll do it, you know, <laughs> sit through and go through it. And Yeah, it's finding the time that's the issue. But, mm. uh, yeah, yeah, I must do the but same. But it will save you so much more time. You know, it's one of those tools where, uh, you know, if you understand the software better, because I, I, I use a lot of kind of hacks and getting around. Like, you know, I just do things where that I've kind of taught myself how to yeah. do, but there's certainly more efficient ways to do certain things. Mm. Um, and once you know how to do it, your life will be yeah. a lot more efficient yeah. if, you're in, if you're into that kind of design. Yeah. Uh, Martin says he's been using Resolve for around three years, editing his drone footage. Great software, lots of free community YouTube videos to get you going quickly. Nice. I'm definitely going to take a time to to play around with it and learn the basics of it and decide whether I prefer it to Premiere Pro or not. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, are you, so are you, do you want to move away from Premiere or are you just looking for alternative? Are you finding Premiere too difficult? No, it's not that. I just um, I just like to play with software, to be honest. And, uh, um, and I've got Premiere Pro. It's part of my Adobe subscription, so I, should, yeah. I probably should just use it. But, well, that's uh, what I'm asking. I'd rather get good at one than trying to yeah. mess around with Because that's always been my problem. It's These these software suites are so powerful. Uh, you know, there's a lot of them out there. And Final yeah. Cut, if you're on Mac, is another fantastic yeah. contender. One thing I did like was when, when I was setting up, uh, when you set up install, um, uh, DaVinci Resolve, it asks you whether you want to use the same keyboard shortcuts that Premiere Pro uses um, or Final Cut or whatever editing software you happen to use. So it makes life a little bit easier. So it'll give you an interface and, and the shortcuts and that sort of thing that are more aligned to Premiere Pro to get yeah. you in easier. Clever, clever. Yeah. Look, I have to give kudos to Premiere Pro. I don't know if the other software suites do it, but they've really jacked up the, the, the effects and the overlays within Premiere Pro. So a while ago, I remember just having to use and kind of push through After Effects to get some of these things done, you know, buy yeah. a template, modify it, and then put out what you want to put out. Yeah. Now within Premiere Pro, there's, there's uh, what do they call it? It's the graphics within within your kind of Premiere Pro overlay. I forget what the actual name is. But you can, there's a whole bunch of templates built in, or you can download some, or you can create your own. Mm-hmm. And it's fantastic. I mean, it's, it's, it's akin to what you can do in uh, uh, After Effects, to a degree, obviously. Yeah. Um, but you know, within that one suite, you can do a lot of things. You never have to actually go out of it. And I, yeah. it's something I haven't really found with the, 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 other, the other guys. I don't mean with, with Resolve, how would you get special effects in? You know, or how would you create uh-huh. special effects? You would still have to have After Effects, probably. Probably. It'll be interesting to see. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of, yeah. maybe they do have it built in, maybe. I mean, they've got other software suites, right? DaVinci isn't mm. just uh, limited to the mm. uh, video editor. Yeah. So let's talk iPhone. Um, what do you think of those? Uh, what do you think of that design on the iPhone? I, I mean, it's kind of nice. I like it. It's kind of like old, it and it, it's especially. I mean, we know everybody with a, with an iPhone is generally speaking kind of shoots photographs, right? And mm. serious kind of uh, phone photographers like to go to iPhone. So, I mean, it's making a nice statement. This is a proper shooter. Mm. It's in your face, yeah. I had, I had um, our colleague uh, Nafisa Akabor uh, uh, on the podcast uh, this week uh, to review the new Samsung Galaxy Note 10 Plus, and uh, we chatted a bit about the new um, 
the new iPhone and, and she hates it. She hates that design. She says it's ugly. Um, but I think in green, um, and it makes a bold statement. I actually, it's, it's, uh, I think, it, I think it looks sexy. I mean, what else are they going to do? This is a question. I mean, they can make it look the same as the previous thing, but mm-hmm. I mean, looking at the size of those, I mean, okay. They, the, 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 the lens isn't the size of that little round, um, no. protrusion at the back. So if you look at it closely, the lens is still the same kind of size. Yeah. But I don't know. I like it. It's maybe you know, it looks a little bit more aggressive, like it, it does intended to be a camera. I don't think it had to be that big, but uh, they did it deliberately. It, it was a design design decision by Apple, um, and I think it looks nice. It looks nice. Yeah, I think it. it I mean, it, it's not something that make to make me turn away from it. But I can understand if people are a little bit more discreet with the camera and they just like mm-hmm. a slicker design. You know, this is going to be like, well, yeah. what what is this? Yeah. The reviews are, of course, yet to come in about these cameras, and this iPhone is all about these cameras. Um, I'm sure it's going to be good. I'm sure, I'm it's sure it'll be good, but it is, it is also a bit of a case of Apple catching up with the Android hardware. Uh, Android has, um, the Android world has kind of overtaken Apple in terms of um, smartphone photography. Mm. Yeah, look, I mean, the photographs that I still take with my P20, my Mate 20 Pro is yeah. beyond insane, and, I, and I'm talking about using it for kind of bigger projects and things. Yeah. Um, Apple has always been strong in that respect, and the low light stuff has been getting really good over the last two iterations that I've seen. This time, I don't know, the demos they showed at that uh, release or that event this week um, you know, made yeah. some pretty bold claims. So it'll be interesting to see if it actually works at well. Yeah. And also what the noise is when you push it up. But it's funny how your, your cell phone, I mean, when last did you actually take out your DSLR to, to, to shoot anything? Um, not, not for a while. Only when I go to press conferences, actually. Yeah, I still use it from time to time, but I much rather put out my phone because the quality, especially in low light conditions, you know, my SLR with a flash or yeah. my smartphone, you know, mm. I choose my smartphone for low light any t- any day of the week. It just, for general pics, for sure. For general photographs, if you're uh, out and about, want to take a, a quick... Yeah, but with 20 megapixels, I mean, you can do yeah. so much with it. Exactly. Yes, you might not get the sharpness, but if you're going to blow it up at that size, you know, again, if you're a pro, you're going to have a right solution. You're going to have the lights, but for... Yeah. Yeah. Everybody else. It's yeah. And if I go to a press conference and I'm sit- sitting in, a, in an audience and I need to get a picture of the CEO of a company, I'm not going to use my, my cell phone because yeah, obviously I'm sure. just not going to get a good picture because I want to use a long lens and I want to get a close-up picture of, of uh, whoever it is. And I just can't do that with a cell phone. And you want to um, look a bit more pro, right? You don't want to yeah. be walking around. I mean, but that kind of, I guess that stigma is changing a little bit. Uh, yeah. But I wouldn't be hesitant to do that if I if I need to, that photograph. In fact, I have done some profile photographs from somebody needed it quickly. I've done the do same. Something quickly yeah. and then yeah. uh, just maybe touch as it long as you can, As long as you can get or. close, as long as you can get close to your subject, it's fine. Uh, yeah, yeah, but if you're a distance sure. from your subject, you're going to need a lens. Uh, True. But in these big expo uh, event halls or these press briefings too, the problem is lighting is always a problem yeah. unless you have a nice flash on there. Yeah. Where again, you can probably argue you can probably get a nicer, especially if, if there's a screen behind the person, some ambient lighting. Mm. That kind of profile shot would look much nicer if taken from your phone than it would from your SLR. Yeah, even though I mean, your phone obviously processes a lot of it. So yeah. No, they've become very good at low light photography, and the quality of these these phones is amazing. But the proof will be in the pudding, of course, and uh, the first um, the first phone should be in the hands of reviewers. When is this phone coming out? Is it the twenty seventh? Um, well, I don't recall the date, but it's soon, right? I think, it, I think it's the twenty seventh. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, in South Africa on the twenty seventh. Um, I think it may be a few days earlier internationally. Um, but um, it's a nice looking phone. I, it, I wasn't blown away by the Apple keynote this year, um, as I, and I haven't been blown away by Apple keynotes for a couple of years now. Um, 
but it's a competent phone and um i think apple needed what they needed they did what they needed to do to mm-hmm. to remain competitive with the android world uh, they haven't certainly haven't leapt ahead there's no 5g in this phone we know the mate 30 pro which is being launched this coming week by the way um it will have a 5g chipset in it um which is actually pretty pointless in the south african context at least because um there are no 5g networks yet and they won't be for a while yeah but we know when they build these phones right it's kind of let's just get future proofing yeah, yeah future proofing and just getting you know making it easier for them to build these devices otherwise they have to have another skew and it's uh, just nice yeah. uh the other thing that was I don't know if it's interesting, but they did the term slow fees. I don't know if you remember that from... Oh, when I heard that, I just cringed. I I put my head in my hands and I just thought, no, Apple, what are you doing? (laughs) The idea was great and I loved what they were trying to say until he said slow fee. Slow fee. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, that kind of slow-mo on the selfie can produce some pretty cool... I mean, especially if you'd like to produce content like that, you know, featuring yourself. Um, and we know a lot of people are like that. It's, okay. a, it's a nice little touch, I think. Slow fee. It's, a, uh, it's the worst word I've heard in a long time. In fact, we should make Apple our loser of the week for coming up with the, with the term slow worst fee. Worst word ever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there we go, new iPhones. Um, so iPhone 11, the price dropped slightly. Um, I think it was what, about 7 I forget the exact price before, but it was something like seven forty nine, and now it's six ninety nine, something like that. Or it was seven hundred, now it's six fifty. They've dropped a little bit. Price of the um, pro versions have um, stayed the same, of course. Would you get one? Not at the price; it's too expensive. You can get a better deal in the Android world uh, for mm-hmm. thousands of rand less. Yeah, that's kind of the sad. I mean, we've it's always been premium priced, but now it's just kind of made it a little bit of a joke. I think. Yeah. You're not getting that much value out of it. If you're in the iPhone world and you're getting contract or getting mm-hmm. a contract, you know, you'll probably be happy with it and yeah. you know, you'll be paying your premium one thousand odd Rand for yeah. it. Well, put it this way, um we know that Samsung's premium devices are also um not aggr- that aggressively priced. But if you get a two hundred and fifty six gigabyte version of this iPhone eleven Pro Max, um it'll cost you in South Africa probably in the region of twenty eight or twenty nine thousand Rand. You can also buy a 256 gigabyte Galaxy Note 10 Plus, which has a larger screen, a better screen, arguably, um, and um, uh, and, a, and a pen with it, if that's your thing, mm-hmm. for 23,000 Rand. So five to 6,000 Rand less than the equivalent iPhone. Is that premium justified? I don't think so. Well, how many people buy this phone cash? I don't think a lot of people buy it cash. A lot of people yeah. put on a contract, and, and that amount of money is probably a 50 to 100 rand premium difference, right? So people yeah. don't, I don't think people look at it necessarily in terms of 5,000 rand saving. Yeah. They want an iPhone because it's, a, it's, it's one of those desirable, high desire items, and yeah. you want to have it. Buying it for the brand. People are going to go for it regardless, yeah. Mm. I mean, I certainly would, yeah, I don't, yeah. I, because I've moved away from it and I appreciate what the Android world has got to offer. There's, there's no value in that high mm. price for me. I certainly would be I looking agree. at a different Android. I agree. I mean, if the price was in the same ballpark as, as Android flagships, then I would probably get one. Perhaps are you an Apple user for your notebook? I mean, or you know, kind of you don't know too care, worried about the ecosystem? I'm not, I don't care about the things. ecosystem. I use an iPad, I use a Windows computer, and I use an Android phone, so as you can tell, I definitely don't care about the. Ecosystem. I just find it's easier with if you have Android and Windows uh, as opposed to having an iPhone yeah. and Windows. I mean, you can still sync your stuff to the cloud, right? But yeah. the phone itself, I guess, 
what you can do with Android as a power mm. user is still still a few nicer features on there. Yeah, I think. And there's a few things I don't like about Apple: the fact that it forces Safari on you as the default browser. Um, yeah. um, there's a couple of things I, d I don't like about it, but yeah. Um, if it was the same price, if it was the same price, I would probably every time I upgrade, I'd probably switch between them. I'd probably go Android, Apple, Android, Apple, Android, Apple, just to keep in line what's going on <laughs> the, on the different platforms. But uh, the other, the other interesting stuff um, out of the keynote this year were the announcements about um, about the subscription services. So Apple Arcade was launched at five dollars a month. Um, that will be coming to South Africa as well. And and um, and then Apple TV Plus, which is their Netflix competitor, which uh, I think surprised everyone at coming in at uh, five dollars a month, which is uh, significantly below the price of Netflix. Um, but I think that reflects the fact that Apple TV Plus at launch is not going to have all that much content. Mm. But even at that price, I'm uh, yeah, yeah for sure they'll probably start pushing it up over the next few years. To yeah. how how is anybody making money off it, or any of the artists, or any of the shows? I mean, that's kind of still the good question. At five dollars yeah. a month, that's very little, right? And they're giving it away for free to all users or for one year. device users, yeah, for one year. Mm. It's all it's all included. It's all. Um, I mean, I'm sure the actuaries at Apple have worked it all out uh, quite carefully. No, for sure. I mean, they wouldn't do it at loss. But it's it's their label too, right? So that it's, yeah. it's their funded or they uh, you know the shows that they fund essentially. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't know if you. Uh, I've watched a couple of these trailers that are coming uh, to Apple TV Plus, and I must say, none of it's really grabbed me particularly. I think Netflix is a much better slate of content. Yeah, in terms of you know, general, just what you can get, but there's yeah. just so much out there. I mean, I often hear of a show that somebody raves about, and I've never heard of it, and it's the latest and greatest thing. And they really, I mean, a few years ago, we only had like two or three things. Lost was everybody watched Lost at the same time, right? And, yeah. You know, yeah. Um, but now, yeah, it's it's crazy. There's too much. There's too much out there. I think mm. maybe yeah. I'm just getting older and more cynical with these things, but. Uh, mm. Yeah, there's a lot of content out there. I don't think I'll be signing up for Apple TV Plus at launch, um, although it is certainly coming to South Africa. Um, I guess it'll be about 60 bucks a month. Um, but uh, I, I can't get through all the content I want to watch on just on Netflix. I'm still stuck on YouTube. There's so much good stuff on <laughs> there. That's true. That's true. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I've always said that people will be subscribing to lots of little things, subscribe and go and, you know, stop subscribing if they go to another. So between Netflix and Disney and um, uh, Apple's uh, new subscription service, you know, people, it's, it's going to be easy to subscribe for a month and watch something you want to do, or maybe for a weekend or for a week. Then, you know, stop it for, for a little while if you need to and get back onto Netflix if you want to watch more content. Mm. I think that's just going to be the way people are doing it. I mean, that's certainly the way that I do it. If I if there's nothing on Show Max for a bit that I want to watch, I'd stop it. You know, yeah. stop it for two or three months until the next thing comes out. Now with the rugby, obviously, I don't know. It's it's a, more, a lot more appealing to to have it. Um, I don't think that will be on Show Max somehow. I won't. Won't the other screamer cry? I guess you're right. But, <laughs> so I must stop it. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, a lot of it's so easy to subscribe, right? So mon month on month off, especially if you just want to watch that one show. Yeah, I'm mean, obviously bargaining on the fact that people don't do that, but for you know, consumers mm. that kind of keep control of how they they spend their money and what they subscribe to, that's the way to do it. Yeah, yeah. So launching, uh, I think I said in November, if I'm not mistaken. Um, be interesting to see what uh, what content they've got. But um, there's a lot of good stuff coming out on Netflix at about the same time. So I don't think I'll be signing up. Um, but the Next season of The Crown, which is a fantastic show. I don't know if you watched any of The Crown, Richard. No, no I watched oh. David Dobrik, Duncan. David? Dobrik. 
David Dobrik, I don't know him. <laughs> no, it's a YouTuber. No, it's just, um, I'm joking, yeah. but um, it's, it's funny. The king of YouTube, is he? No, no. <laughs> well, he's, a, he's, he's got a pretty interesting um, model and he's making a lot of money. So okay. yeah, I'm just, I'm morbidly fascinated by what these people are doing. Well okay. worth investigating if you want to get into that world. I'm going to have to make a note and watch that. Get a posse together, Duncan. That's it. <laughs> Right, let's talk about something quite exciting, and that is the imminent release, I think it's imminent, of USB 4. I thought USB 3 was just launched. Yeah, but we need more speed, more power, more throughput, right? Do we need USB anymore? I mean, we've got fiber, we've got the cloud. Yeah, look, I mean, there's still storage, I guess, you know, within, I think, content production still drives a lot of it. You still need a lot of very fast throughput for um, non Cloud connected large file. Hooking up cameras and this sort of things, yeah, I suppose. When I'm running out of storage regularly because video files are quite large and I've got a lot of yeah. them. Um, you don't want to delete them, so you archive them either. To, so or most of my stuff is on Dropbox and Dropbox manages it very quickly. If I want to, you know, I kind of unsync, I just check uh, check the box and say uh, online only and it'll remove them from my physical drive and keep them online only. Okay. But getting getting your getting your data from one device to another device quickly, I mean, mm. or from a camera for that matter. So with USB 4, we're going to see 40 gigabytes, gigabits per second. I mean, that's 40. 40. Wow. So it's the same, going to be the same speed as Thunderbolt 3, and it will be compatible with Thunderbolt 3. So I guess it's just aligning of the technologies that's making it uh, very appealing for USB users. Um, but it's going to be, I think it's going to be a big benefit for video users because it's going to have better allocation, um, better resource allocation for video. Yeah. Um, you know, so you're transferring large files is just going to be much quicker. Yes, we have that option with getting stuff to the cloud probably quicker. If you sometimes it's quick for me to send something to Dropbox and downloading it onto my other machine than it is mm. to if I have a USB stick around, which I hardly ever do these days. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so, yeah, it will retain the same size. Obviously, that little round USB um, three shape that we've uh, come to appreciate. The USB C size. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, uh, well, for the for the consumer products, obviously. Yeah, forty gigs a second—that's amazing. So I see it's coming out. It'll it should emerge late in twenty twenty, according to an article on Tech Radar. Um, and uh, there's no costing on it yet, but uh, they predict that the cables will not be cheap. Hmm. Why? That's an interesting question. I mean, are they going to be much thicker cables? Probably, right? I don't know. But it'll be compatible with all the stuff you sh uh, with all the cables and all the with all the USB uh, technology. It just obviously yeah. won't reach that speed. I just need dongles. <laughs> <laughs> Always dongles. Um, look, it's 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 a little bit exciting if you if you if you're requiring more speed. I certainly when I transfer terabytes of data. I mean, I've got some some external drives here that you really must stop shooting in 8K, Rahad. I don't. I do. I <laughs> Just it's all my B-roll. All, uh, all the incorrect takes I do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's even photographs these days. Unless you take a raw photograph, so that's quite oh, a huge. You know, twenty thirty meg um, file. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I need to sort out my external drives very quickly, actually, because yeah, they take forever to to transfer between. Yeah. I was taking um, I was taking raw images on my on my Nikon uh, using the Fast um, shutter release. Mm -hmm. You know, know the auto shutter release, and you hold it down, it goes. Why? That's like two terabytes right there. I'm <laughs> just going. What? My, my, my memory card is full, full already. It's <laughs> up to like one minute. <laughs> oh, man. 
So you're still doing much photography is... shooting with that. I mean, you're still doing casual shooting with it, or is it still your phone that you're using? Um, mostly my phone because the DSLR is so damned heavy. But I do love using it, and um, I uh, I do need to make a plan to go out there. And there's, there's some, so, so many good um, photo, photography groups in Joburg where you can go mm. out and do walks and stuff. And I love the hobby, um, so I must just uh, I must just find the time to do more of it. Yeah, it's the purpose of shooting, right? Canon also announced, we didn't put it in the show notes, but Canon also, well, Canon announced or leaked, oh, the 90D was just announced, yeah. So, which is the upgrade in my line of camera. Okay. Which is rather exciting. So, oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, uh, Nikon used to have the D90, now Canon's got the 90D. <laughs> well, they also have the 80D and the 70D and the 60D, so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I suppose it follows on then. Yeah, unless they went the iPhone route and it could have been the, the Canon, what? IX, IX, yes. what? Yeah. XA, what is it? Oh, that's their video cameras, XA. I was looking at the XA55 uh, Canon. I think I spoke to you about it. What a beautiful mm. piece of kit that is, but uh, bit pricey, bit pricey. I'll try you know, it. often these days when I, when I look at these, any of these technologies, I'm trying to, I try and justify it. Like, what can I do with that that I can't do with my existing stuff? And every time the answer comes up, I mean, it's for me at least, mm-hmm. that there isn't anything. I think for most consumers, it's really the same when you come down to the actual usage. Yeah. Still shooting in 10. I mean, if you can, my phone can shoot 4K, um, yeah. which is great, but the files are too big. So I only, mm-hmm. only shoot in 1080. Um, 4K does give you a little bit of brightness, but then when I import it, I immediately step it down to 1080, and then that's the file that I keep. Mm. Um, again, if you're, unless you're a pro, for most people, the stuff that you have is probably going to be good enough. For sure, for sure. But it's it's always nice to drool over these things. Oh yeah, no, no, we want these things. Oh, trust me, we want all <laughs> of these nice things. But like, I always try and justify, like, how how would I use that better? Yes, I would love yeah. to have the new new cameras. I mean, yeah. more that's GoPros. That's very practical of you, Rahat. Very practical. <laughs> you of know, you. we need to be. Somebody has to talk sense to the kids. So you're not going to rush out and buy that new Tesla Model S. Are they available in South Africa yet? <laughs> no. <laughs> if they were, it would be dangerous for my wallet. <laughs> <laughs> would you sign up, eh? Yeah, 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 I'd love one of those. I'd love. I'd, I'd get the Tesla Model 3, actually. That's probably the most uh, practical Tesla. I think, but yeah, for South Africa, I would still be a little bit hesitant with the electric vehicle because I'm a road trip fan, so I want to drive into the country. I mean, I'm actually looking at a vehicle now so, and kind of shopping around for just an old, second-hand something there's a lot of choice out there yeah um, especially if you want to kind of just have something not to worry about um uh, mileage for example like if they're still well looked after i saw a very nice yeah. uh, aston martin db9 second-hand for sale the other day if you're interested how much half a mil two mil <laughs> if it was written off i can maybe get the tires Yes, the tires are probably worth more than the badge or the keys the keys are always nice to dangle around yeah yeah for sure Speaking of nice things, Rahat, uh, this is something you discovered uh, today, I think. Mm. Um, uh, let's get past the ads. Go, go, micro. We don't know. Come on. Take us to the airport. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Uh, no, still more text. Um, so this is, uh, yeah, there we go. Let's get out the way. Uh, come on. Let's go. There we go. Well, we should just do Look that. how beautiful that is. Um, that, that is. Those are rendered graphics, believe it or not. Uh, this is the new Microsoft Flight Simulator, which is coming in. Uh, Rechard, have you fallen off your chair? I'm sorry, yeah. Are you still there? <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to look at the, I haven't seen the video yet. Oh, haven't you seen this? Yeah, okay. okay. I'm, not, I'm not really, I mean, I appreciate the, gra- but wow, that is amazing. Wait, but wait till I, you see what's coming. I'm not a, mass, I'm not a massive uh, Flight, Sim fan. Flight Sim fan. I used to be when I was a kid. I guess I just, one of those things that I lost, but this is beautiful. 
Stunning. Look at that. That's my favorite shot. Wow. Um, that's Dubai. Don't know where that is. And how? I mean, how good are those graphics when you get up close? Or is it the same old thing where it's? Well, that's for, from, that's it rendered far. rendered in four K. It looks beautiful. But how close place. can you get to those without losing the quality? Because I remember with right up front, right in front of your screen. I used to fly down to all the places, and then the graphics just become worse the closer you get to the ground. Oh, really? No, I think that they've sorted all So you can go out. in, it'll be a GTA 5 style. You can get into a car and then just, you know, hijack a vehicle and drive around. <laughs> no, this isn't... Uh, Not quite uh, that. Grand, grand Theft Aeroplane. <laughs> well, they've got the visual data. They just need to... Ooh, that's nice. They just need to overlay... You see, what I would do with this is I would fly all over South Africa if they've yeah. got those models. And I would just... That would be what I would do. That that's would what I do, yeah. yeah. I gave up on Flight Simulator years ago and moved to X-Plane. And X-Plane 11 is fantastic. I love it, um, but this looks this looks like next gen stuff. It looks incredible. So the news is that um, if you join the Flight Simulator Insider program, uh, you'll be able to download the first alpha release of this on the nineteenth of September, which is uh, this week, Thursday, I think. How big uh, is that file going to be? The download file, twenty five teraflops. <laughs> I, I'm, I have a feeling this might be over a hundred gigabytes. Uh, it will be a big game. And what will they, I mean, the global maps will be beautiful, right? So you'll be able to fly. Oh, that's a good point. In the alpha release, they'll probably only have limited scenery. Mm. Oh, you're right, eh? Mm. Uh, and it'll probably be very buggy. So uh, you will you will literally crash your plane. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm quite excited about this. And I'm really glad Microsoft has reignited mm. this franchise, which I'm pretty convinced they did purely to show off their uh, xCloud functionality. Oh, yeah, I mean, this is this is the showpiece of all showpieces, right? If you, mm. if you can produce these type of graphics on um, any device, really, within yeah. a game, yeah. Now, this I'm sure I'm sure there's a lot of potential to this to this engine as well. Yeah, and and they're going to be delivering this from uh, using um, the artificial intelligence engine in their Azure data centers. Um, so I think you so can you'll need to have a network connection. You'll 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 need you'll need fiber to play this, I think. Uh, but that's fine. That's fine. You need a fiber oh, behind PC. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're gonna, if you're into the type of thing, you probably have. Um, yeah, yeah. But I would, I would certainly with with those graphics, we'll certainly be keen to play this game. Yeah. If it's just to get an easy to fly plane and flying, you know, flying over South Africa, all the cool yes. places, because yes. I would never be able to do that, right? Take off from Joburg and go land in Kruger National Park or something. Yes. That would be nice to see. Like, what is that like? And then yes. fly low to the ground, obviously. Yeah, for sure. Look vicariously. I'm, actually just, I'm trying to find a picture of the original flight simulator. Uh, here we go. I'm gonna. It's gonna take me a moment to uh, to get this up on the screen because uh, that's a YouTube video. So uh, well, let's move on to our regular features in the meantime. And I'll. I had one more try. I had one more question. Well, I had one more yeah. thing on this. Like, uh, in terms of, I mean, how realistic it's become to. You obviously yeah. have. That's beautiful. They'll probably buy new planes, right? They won't have all the planes for free with within the package so you'll have to kind of buy if you want like a f-15 fighter or something yeah I, I, so apparently they are going to make it extensible so developers can also develop plug-in content for it um which is the way explain works of course um and i think the and flight simulator 10 also um allowed you to do that so that of course there'll be a huge aftermarket for 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 um for high resolution oh, yeah. high resolution imagery and, and for uh and for planes and, and all sorts of things i mean you can become a pilot just by playing this game and getting into the real thing you'll know your way around the cockpit 
Yes. Um, I know the procedure. You'll understand the sounds. I mean, it's fantastic to think that this has got some cool practical application for yeah. the end of the world. You know, if, if the end of the world definitely comes, we need to get those uh, flights and pilots out of their PC rooms. <laughs> yeah, Come on, guys. Some, but some guys really, I mean, some guys really take this uh, all the way and they get the full-on mm. um, uh, flight gear cockpit stuff in, in, in their home studios and they... Um, screen wraparound yeah. screens, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, guys, guys have spent hundreds of thousands of rands on flights. What was the company? Was it SciTech that used to do those amazing? I think I still about, do. Yeah, they, yeah, they are they're they're owned by Logitech. Cost. Logitech bought them out. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah, those are beautiful. I mean, some of those uh, the hardware is fantastic. Yeah. So considering consider what you've been looking at uh, on the screen uh, now, and, and look at those amazing rendered graphics, mm. and let's go all the way back to 1985 and have a look at the a screenshot from Microsoft Flight Simulator 1.0. Oh. <laughs> oh wow! That, My word! No, that is look at this. Look at the quality in the grass there. Oh, it's amazing. How did they? In the buildings. Look at that. Jeez. <laughs> you can see that, each individual level. I remember playing this game, this game, and I think the first, um, however many versions of Flight Simulator, we started at Miggs Field in in Chicago, which is this little runway on a little island off the off the coastline. In what's the lake there? Is it Lake Superior? No, it's not Lake Superior. It's Lake Michigan. Lake Michigan. I think it might be Michigan. Um, and uh, that building you see in the background, let me point to it. Uh, no, I'm going to cut myself off there. That building, you can see the building. Um, is uh, the, the, the tallest oh, building God. building in Chicago? I think it's the Sears Tower. Oh uh, yes. Um, well, it doesn't look anything like it in that screenshot, but uh, uh, it just shows you how far computer graphics have come. Here, that's. Uh, so, I mean, if you look at the dial, it's crazy. 30, Thirty-four years ago, that's what it looked like, and now and now it uh, and now it looks like that. <laughs> it's insane. That is absolutely, absolutely insane. insane. I'm just hoping my my GeForce 1080 Ti is going to be able to uh, to play this, and I don't have to upgrade to one of these new RTX oh, cards. RTX. I'm sure you'd be able to play the lowest graphics. <laughs> I don't want lowest graphics. I want it in 4K. <laughs> Look, if they did a really good job, yes, you would be able to because a 1080 mm. is a very powerful card, regardless of you know yeah. the new RTX graphics. You should, yeah. I mean, if you can play most of the latest games today with that, mm. I might just need to install. I might just need to install an air conditioner in my PC case. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't this going to be offsetting all the rendering on uh, the Azure service? I'm not sure. I don't know how. <laughs> it'll it'll probably be in your... <laughs> I'm sure it'll be making extensive use of the PC as well. Um, but can you imagine the data center if, if we were doing this? Um, and, and the noise in there as these machines spin up <laughs> to, to handle this game remotely. It's going to be uh, fun to play with, to, to fly around with people, right? Oh, it's going to be fantastic. I can't wait, but I don't think it's out for it. I think it's only out sort of middle to late next year, so it's going to be a, it's going to be quite a wait, wait still, unfortunately. But we'll get your feedback on the alpha release, I'm sure. Yeah, next week for sure. Um, we want at least a hundred hours flight time from you for an accurate feedback. <laughs> I'll try and take some screenshots if I'm allowed to. Um, I suspect there may be uh, there may be something in the agreement you have to oh. sign before you download it that says you can't put uh, video clips up. But I'll if I can, I will. Um, Martin says he used to play that old Microsoft game too. Loved the cracked windscreen when you die. Yes, <laughs> you cra crash on the ground and there's a crack on your windscreen <laughs> instead of a. I still don't think, and even the latest versions, they don't do a a, a, a fiery inferno. Um, you just uh, you just get no, a crack just stop, so. And I've gone out of focus again. 
Uh, Martin also says, imagine another 34 years from now, plugged into the matrix, live forever. Um, he says, WWIT, what does that stand for? Wait a minute, maybe. Might be plugged into the matrix already. Hmm. Uh, that's what that's what Elon Musk thinks anyway. Yeah. <laughs> like with graphics like that, yeah, I could be convinced. Fly yeah. in the world. 34 years from the world. Yeah. 34 years. Without a doubt, without a doubt. We'll be immersed in it. Yeah, we'll all be living in a VR world. Given how far it's advanced, I, I think it's fair to assume that um, that the virtual world will be indistinguishable from the real world in 34 years from now. Oh, yeah. It'll probably be a better place than the real world, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, again, if you've watched Ready Player One, that's kind of a good analogy, I think, of where mm. it, has a, it probably won't get as bad, but it has a potential where people just prefer to live in an online world. I mean, a lot yeah. of people do already just yeah. live online. Um, and yeah. in a game environment where they have virtual friends and virtual lives. I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. Well, it's a bad thing for humanity. I mean, we're not designed to live like that, but right. I think it's a hell of a lot of fun. I mean, I'm enjoying my game time. Yeah. Um, get immersed in it very quickly. Yeah. As long as you do a balance, I guess. Yeah. So let's get on to our regular features. Our uh, winner this week is... Um, is NicePash uh, for their successful listing on Euronext Amsterdam of uh, Process, uh, which attracted a market uh, capitalization of, I think, a trillion rand. Um, very successful listing um, and goes a long way in helping unlock uh, some of the trapped shareholder value for NicePash shareholders. And um, we've got two losers this week. The first uh, loser is Cool Ideas, the ISP, who this week mm-hmm. blamed a distributed denial of service attack for downtime on their network, which uh, went on for uh, at least a day and a half. Um, and they haven't really provided, they were very poor at communication about communicating exactly what was wrong. And then uh, uh, they uh, didn't provide any real explanation once the service returned. Um, so I think they can learn a few things from this. Uh, quite poor showing, I thought, in ter- particularly in terms of the communication during a crisis by Cool Ideas. So they are our joint loser this week. And our other loser this week is Garmin South Africa, uh, who had some uh, malware uh, on their website, which resulted in users' card details being compromised. And I'm not, I, I'm aware of at least one user who got in contact with me directly uh, who lost 2,000 Rand after his, um, after his card was uh, compromised uh, by this malware. And, um, so they actually used the they details. Used it, yeah. They did indeed. When did that happen? When was his card at said? I haven't spoken to him in any detail yet. I'm actually uh, having a chat with him on, on LinkedIn, so I'll probably have some more detail this afternoon. Um, but Garmin put out a statement on their website on Friday and said Garmin recently became aware of a theft of customer data as part of a criminal cyber attack that affected customers who placed an order through the shop.garmin.co.za website. Uh, this e-commerce site was operated by a third party on behalf of uh, Garmin South Africa. Uh, promptly after learning of this incident, we immediately shut down the impacted system, began an investigation and contacted the South African Information Regulator. Uh, while Garmin does not store credit card information, the unauthorized party leveraged virtual skimming technology to capture customer details at the time of the input, including credit card information. Not good, guys, not good. So uh, you are um, forever immortalized in uh, Tech Central's uh, loser category. Somebody's sweating. Some some web developer somewhere is really <laughs> sweating bullets right now. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, let's do our picks. Rachel, what's your pick this week? So I bought some of these light bulbs on one day only the other day. Oh, where are they? There we go. So LED light bulb 
for like it was 250 rand or something but i see you can get them on take a lot there's various names like i couldn't find the exact one um on take a lot I could, uh, on amazon i could that's the box mm -hmm. <clears throat> i mean it's a very generic thing i think it's, it's probably a chinese import and people just rebrand it but i'm very impressed with this little thing i mean it's um what i want to use it for is for product shots to give some to put some color on them so i've got my white lights but this will provide a nice um color you on them so i just want to play around with them and they were cheap enough and I'm very impressed. The software works very well. You can select virtually any color on a little round um, color wheel. Mm -hmm. And um, switch on and off. There's also a white light mode, so you can use it as a normal light bulb. Yeah, it's for 250 bucks, it's really, really cool. So if you come across these, I think Takeout's got a few for 299 which is a very similar, the app looks similar. Um, it's probably, again, the same brand. It's just a rebrand right. uh, skin of a brand. Also works with um, Alexa and Google Home. So you can send some commands to it. So yeah, I'm, I'm as a first user of uh, LED light bulb, I've been wanting them for quite a while to, to yeah. do that type of thing with. And I think Philips is Philips is best known for doing one of these, right? Yeah, the U. That's a fantastic yeah. thing. But I mean, when they expensive, came out, they were very expensive. I think they were a few grand, if I'm not a few hundred oh, grand, wow. grand, a few hundred grand. Sorry, a few hundred grand. Okay, that's yeah, not yeah. I mean, even a grand for some of these, I've seen now some of the high end ones. So for two hundred fifty bucks, it's certainly uh, certainly a Cool investment. Okay, this was on a like a special, but uh, like I said, uh, you can get them, get a few different brands, um, and it's it's you know, it's it creates a nice environment. Often when I'm working here, my lights it's a bit dim. I would put on a little blue, kind of uh, turquoise blue color, and it's, it creates a nice office environment too, which is which is nice. Can you turn it into a disco light? No, it's not that kind of. A, <laughs> that I've actually got my disco lights, which you can't see. My bulb is. <laughs> <laughs> It goes well with the RGB in my computer, then the RGB on the keyboard, mm -hmm. and the RGB on the Alienware. So yeah, just need to fire up some BGs now. <laughs> no, it's not <laughs> one of those that's light sensitive, and it'll it, it doesn't have all those functions. I know what you want, mm -hmm. Duncan. <laughs> no, I don't want kind of <laughs> <laughs> My pick this week. Um, actually, I've got two picks, um, and I don't have a picture for the second one, but I'm going to throw the first one on the screen. Um, my, uh, I found this on Android the other day. It's quite fun. I had a book when I was a kid, and I, I can't remember what it was called, but it was a famous book, um, <laughs> and uh, it was a, a survival manual. It was written in the 1950s or something, passed on by my father, um, and this is kind of the Android equivalent, the electronic equivalent. It's called the Online Survival Manual, and uh, it, um, it's, it's, it really, that's literally what it is. Um, so the apocalypse comes, which you never know. It might happen any time now, uh, especially since, did you see a... a, a uh, an asteroid the size of the Empire State Building whizzed past Earth the other night. Yeah, like mm, not good. I, it was I think it was. I think it was last night, in fact. So uh, you know, a catastrophe could strike at any moment, and you you never know. You might need access to this stuff. Although you'll need to keep your Android phone charged so that you can read all this stuff. I was just going to say, is there a printable version? <laughs> <laughs> um, but Man, uh, there's no internet in the bush. If the internet's gone down, how do we access how to make a fire? Well, thankfully, it's all uh, all in the app. Um, but uh, it 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 just it's basically the boy survival manual. It uh, teaches you how to make tools, uh, how to deal with poisonous plants, uh, how well, to how to filter water, um, basic medicine, um, crossing water, uh, uh, how to do basic signalling, um, how to how to camouflage yourself, etc., etc., etc. So it's it's kind of fun and uh, it makes for fun reading. And I think a lot, in this internet age, um, I think a lot of us uh, just don't know how to do this basic stuff. So uh, it's it's fun if you're bored one afternoon to install this app and read through read, read through a few of these things and maybe even try them out with your kids. 
Um, but my main pick this week, for which I don't have a picture, is uh, Vivaldi for Android. Um, and uh, you'll know, Rechard, I've been using the Vivaldi web browser on my desktop now for a good two years, and I absolutely love it. I prefer it to Chrome, and it's getting better and better and better. And it is finally available for Android as well, and it syncs fully with your desktop version, like Chrome does. Um, and uh, it was it was a bit of a, a bit of a pain, to be honest, uh, having two different web browsers, one on one on Android and one on on, mm. on Windows. But um, it now runs on Android as well. So if you haven't checked out Vivaldi yet, uh, it's still in beta, um, but it hasn't crashed on me once yet, and it's super fast and works brilliantly. So that's my main pick this week: Vivaldi for for Android. And if you haven't got the Windows version, or in fact the desktop version, it runs on Linux and uh, Mac as well. Um, grab it. I prefer it to Chrome. And unlike Firefox, it actually does play nicely with uh, with publishers. So thanks, guys, for that. Um, Right, back to the show notes. Um, I think that is our show, Rehard, Um apart from our quiz results. So let me go back to that image, and let me go back there, and let me go to the chat room. I've got so many buttons to press, it's so complicated. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, Johan has joined us. Uh, missed you guys, he says. Uh, he's got two of those lights. Um, nice. It took seven months to import via the post office. <laughs> Uh, buy, buy local if you can, or, or uh, pay for not post office express shipping. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, then, then definitely check out Take Lot. They've got a few for three hundred bucks. Yeah, and Macro too. I think Macro's also got a version of this. Yeah, let me just open this tab. I wanted to check for two seventy nine. Bayonetta. But maybe yeah, oh, it's with a Bayonetta. Look, this is a screw a screw adapter. But maybe price the Philips Hue as well. Maybe that's come down in price ever since then. Uh, well, let's you, check. I mean, while, while we're there, you know, you're getting good quality if you're buying Philips. Yeah, I mean, in that app you can actually sync it to do lots of awesome things with. Uh, let's see, no, TP-Link, no Philips U white, no strips, Philips U. No. While you while you're looking for that, uh, Martin says still rocking Vivaldi Duncan since you recommended it. It's a really good browser. Good on you, Martin. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, he says Vivaldi plays nicely on Linux too. Good stuff, good stuff. Have you found a price, Rechard? Philip, no. Uh, um, Is it available locally? Must no, it be. Doesn't, it doesn't seem like it. Philip, you. I can only find like sixty watt white dimmable LED for five hundred bucks type of thing. So nothing yeah. with the yeah. nothing with the Philips U. Kind of price, no, maybe somebody, but I would imagine that's going to be within a thousand rand. I think with all those functionality features. Yeah. Well, here's a Philips Hue uh, four pack for sixteen hundred rand. But I think that's white only. What it is white only. Yeah. yeah. Um, Amazon is the best place to go and check, or it would be on Amazon. It, it will be on Amazon. Yeah. Doesn't look like it's sold locally because the Google Shopping tab is not showing anything. Um, but uh, while, while you look that up, uh, let's uh, let's do the quiz results. I'll do the first question. Vox's Frogfoot Networks, as we said, it was buying the network assets and customers of which fiber broadband provider? And that's Blitz Fiber. Second question. Scientists have discovered water on a potentially habitable super Earth, 110 light years away. What is the planet called? And the answer is a very, very memorable K218B. <laughs> Very memorable indeed. Well, you get a postcard from that place. <laughs> um, who this week said Facebook's Libra cryptocurrency would not be allowed to be developed on European soil? And the idiot in question is French finance minister Bruno Le Maire. 
Fourth question. <laughs> this week, TGS companies at market caps above one trillion US dollars at the same time for the first time. Which companies are they? And the answer is the dominant Microsoft and Apple. That's incredible, actually. So the two most valuable companies in the world are both worth a trillion dollars. They were both founded around the same time in the 1970s. Um, they are two of the oldest uh, IT companies in the world. Um, and they're the most valuable in the world. It's incredible. The longevity of these companies they have been around for 45 years. And both uh, of them had times when we all thought this yeah. might be it for them, right? And they've come back. Certainly Apple, yeah. Certainly Apple. I mean, Microsoft is also kind of heading downwards under Steve Ballmer. Mm. Uh, but, um, and Apple back in the late 90s was in serious trouble. In fact, ironically, it was Bill Gates who bailed Apple out. Yeah, um, yeah. And now here we are. 45 years after their founding and they are the two most valuable companies vying vying to be the most valuable company in the world with a market cap each over a trillion dollars. Um, there, there's definitely um, a business case study in both of these companies, I think. And they're both actually quite different in their, their, their main business. I mean, Microsoft yeah. fell completely at the Apple hardware space, in the, Apple hard, uh, in the phone hardware space, sorry, or in mm. the hardware space in general, I guess. Their peripherals are always pretty good, but... Yeah. Where Apple quite excelled in that. Um, yeah, it's interesting. And last question in this week's quiz. Apple this week announced three new iPhones. Uh, what are they called? And that's the iPhone 11. That's the hardy does go overhead. The iPhone 11 Pro and the iPhone 11 Pro Max. Doesn't exactly slip off the tongue, but I think it's better than iPhone 10s Max. Yeah, I know. Jeez, I don't understand the naming. But I guess it is easier. 11, 11 Pro, and 11 Pro Max. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, at least they dropped that silly uh, X, so we don't even know. Everyone is calling it the X or the iPhone 10. I don't know what to say. XS. It's iPhone 10S, iPhone XS, the XS Max. Oh, that was terrible. Um, but at least then the naming convention has been uh, simplified a little bit. They should just stick to a year, like call it the iPhone 2018, 2019. Mm. No, any brand. I'm, just being I'm surprised they haven't done that because they've done that so many of the other products. But they'll probably date it too quickly. Do you want to be walking around with an iPhone 96? No. Yeah, they want to encourage people to upgrade all the time. If it, hasn't, if <laughs> well, it just, looks like, right, yeah. just looks like an iPhone and hasn't got a model number, then people say, oh, I've just got an iPhone. <laughs> uh, which one? I don't know. <laughs> oh, it's all the same thing. <laughs> exactly. Um, so I, th I think they keep the name to sell more of them, actually. I think that's a good theory. Well, I mean, our phones are all going to be cloud-connected like we're going to, it's going to be working off the cloud, right? So it'll literally just be a dumb device. It won't matter what specs already on that. We'll get yeah. to a point where it's, it's going to be good enough. Yeah. Unless you want the VR option, of course, then you need to get the VR chip upgrade. <laughs> it's always something. Yeah. Any guesses what iPhone, the iPhone will be called in 2020? iPhone 12? Or uh, my money's on iPhone 5G. You reckon I'll go there, but then that's, Going back in time with the numbering, right? Back in the sequence. Mm. But I think they might, want to, they might want to emphasize 5G. Why don't they just call it the iPhone? The iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> the iPhone XII. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go to Roman numerals, yes. Fantastic. <laughs> Great. Well, that's our show for this week. Um, as always, join us on YouTube on Sundays at 1 o'clock at youtube.com slash techcentral and smash that subscribe button, as other YouTubers say. Um, and um, what else? Our WhatsApp line is 071 999 I remembered it this week. 
and uh, how else can you reach us? Info at techcentral.ca.za if you want to go really old school and use email. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but join us uh, join us in the chat room on YouTube. Uh, thanks everyone for joining us today, Johan, Martin, and everyone else. Uh, thanks for uh, thanks for the uh, comments and record. Unless you've got anything else, I think we're going to sign off there. All good from our side. Until next week, from Rechad and myself. Cheers. Ciao.